Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora And welcome to Mixed Bag where we review the um, mixed, uh, muddled, <laughs> and uh, mecca films of film history. Um, I'm Ready Player One. Ready Player Two. And I'm Ready Player Three. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm a cool avatar version of James. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jimmy. You've, we've already introduced ourselves as Ready Player One, Two, and Three. True, true. Any other names. Yeah. Yeah. My name is... <laughs> My name is Katmandu, the sometimes knowing. <laughs> You'll get that in a minute. How are we doing? We're doing okay. good. Doing, doing good. It's, uh, we've just been 20 minutes waiting for uh, us to start pretty record on this podcast. Yeah, well, as, it takes a lot of prep, you, um, know, you know. We made like, tea. People had to go to the loo. We had to top up their water. Well, I think you mean suit up. Put Cass, on our VR. Cass waited patiently the as the boys... players need to be ready. <laughs> yeah. Right? And we, around, we now are ready. Getting themselves sorted, but we're ready you, now. I you went with Mecca, but as soon as you did the voice, I was like, is he going to do Mark Rylance movies? Oh, yeah. that would have been beautiful. That would have been good. Yeah, no. Oh, uh, well. Yeah, the um, regrets we have. No Leave it in the past. Leave yeah. it in this Easter egg. Yeah, put it away. Hide <laughs> it away. Um, something that we're not going to hide away, I don't know if this is a pop corner <laughs> thing, but I just wanted to shout it out, is the cuts to the university that's happening right now. So uh, I want to say that not everything is exactly merry. Yeah, so, let's um, just jump in with a little notice before we our continue. Official our official stance yes. Mixed is uh, hashtag stop the cuts. Stop the cuts. Uh, we all met during doing theatre yeah. at the Victoria University of Wellington Theatre Programme. How about so, that for an origin story? Um, exactly. So if you, if you love this podcast, then... It wouldn't exist. It would not exist without the theatre programme. Yeah. It's pretty and sad. Honestly, in a real note, it really changed all of our lives, yeah. really. Absolutely. We yeah. wouldn't be the people who we are today, for yeah. better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> without, Usually, without hopefully, the, mostly better. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, and um, VW theatre programs, uh, and not just the theatre program, but like I think all of like it, like we've been. That's the one the that we program. specifically have been through. But, but James is currently doing the secondary teaching program, yeah, also on which the is chopping block. To be the whole thing is going to be cut um, for secondary. And, and there are lots of other fantastic courses that yeah. are currently on the chopping block. Like the school of the music. Cuts, yeah. There's a lot of cuts there. All the performance, but yeah, music, geophysics, and geography, which is wild. Languages. You know, museum and heritage studies, Asian tourism studies. management, all yeah. of these things, which Incredible. are like really, you know, important and particularly like, like and it makes currently necessary, like yeah, yeah, subjects all going. Uh, so if you think that's a bad idea, then there are some petitions that you can sign. There's one on together.nz and there's another one that the Tertiary Education Union has posted um, on their social media and website uh, that you can sign an open letter. Look in the um, description, we'll pop the links Yeah, there. and also, you know, maybe send an email to yep. the Prime Minister or the Minister of Education and just say like, hey, what's up? Uh, give some more money to the universities so that mm. they can paper over these holes at least. And I think from Monday, Short the term. university is going to be releasing like paperwork in terms of what's proposing so that you can respond directly kind of yeah. to that. Um, which I think is more useful in terms of writing to the MPs and stuff. So keep an mm. eye out for that. It should be dropping today as this episode drops. And then there's other protests um, like on, on Monday, if you're listening to this first thing um, at... 
for campus, um, I believe at 11 or 11.30. Um, but have a look and see. Um, and what was that, uh, that organisation, the Tertiary Education Union? Union. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've got heaps of information on their socials and on their website, so go and check them out. Uh, they've got lots of great advocacy, imp- important information. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, moving away from serious topics, mm. shall we move to the world of pop culture? Pop, 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 pop corner. What have you guys been taking in? I have been taking in. <laughs> We're um, using the words taking in. Taking in. <laughs> yeah. Imbibing. What have we been imbibing? Imbibing been... James Word, 100%. Oh, oh absolute James Word, yeah. Gosh, I'm learning more and more. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've not been doing a huge amount of imbibing because I have been performing. Oh, uh, yes. Because... On Monday, we will have just finished up yep. our week of shows with Destiny's Cousin, um, which ruled... Bag it was, Hags, I'm sure we all saw you there. Yeah. Uh, you all you saw know, the show, right? Of course you came and saw the show. Uh, <laughs> Some of you were in the show. We are hoping to do a return season uh, in future. For those that didn't get to see it, uh, it went off without a hitch, to be honest. Well, yeah. with some hitches, but hitches that we got over. Uh, and to a uh, yeah very successful response from critics and audience alike. It was great. Yeah, it's been great to see it selling out, getting positive word of mouth, and yeah. just to see you all having fun. So much fun on stage. Anyway, so that's yeah. what I've been mostly doing this week. But, um, but a little bit before. Before well. that, there was a um, a live stream of something that is pretty major to the theatre world. The Tonys. Broadway's biggest that? night. Yes. Yes. Without, Without a script. With no script. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, there was a, a deal reached with the Writers Guild um, that the Tonys could go ahead, but it could not be scripted. Uh, originally, I think there was a rule that the uh, Tonys would not be able to go ahead at all. Um, and so this was the compromise that was reached because they were, I think it's kind of... The, the thing with the Tonys is that they are really like a marketing sort mm. of thing for right. Broadway shows. Mm. Uh, and so yeah, exactly, yeah. a lot of shows use them to kind of present, like showcase their shows to people that would this not otherwise right be in New York yeah. um, to either go to New York and see it or to go see touring productions as they come later on. Right. So uh, they sort of realized that we'd be doing a lot of kind of damage to the Broadway and mm. musical theater and theater economies, but particularly the musical theater economy, um, if they didn't have the awards. Uh, so yeah, it was. I think did pretty well, honestly, with no script. That's what I um, heard. I actually yeah. Didn't yeah see it, it was a really nice not having the forced award show banter stuff. Oh my god, yeah. Which I do hate. Um, when and the presenters have to come out and say little jokes, they just was, kind of came out and were like, "Here's the nominees." Well, Here's it was who funny won. because Ariana DeBose was hosting it, and yeah. previously she had been lightly mocked, or if not lightly, Derided. she was memefied. Memefied, yeah. yes, for her. Um, her lyrics, Angela Bassett did the thing. <laughs> Angela Bassett. Um, but yeah, what about what are some of the major shows? That I do covered? love that she is kind of like cemented herself her. as like the mm. you know all around kind of like entertainment person host that she is. Yeah, and she's still, embraced the meme. Yeah, I still mm. want to know the beef between her and Rachel Ziegler. I'm like, why are they? Oh, why yeah. did they feud? What's happening? Are they all good? Are they? Were they actually feuding? Yeah, was it a real just feud part or not? of it? Anyways. Talking of Ste- great Steven Spielberg films. Mm. <laughs> of which we won't be talking about any more no. great Steven Spielberg films on this episode. No. Um, but yeah, no, I think it generally was a pretty good Tony. It was okay. It wasn't like, I don't think there's anything hugely like mind-blowing in there. Yeah, so we had some um, shows like... Some like Hot and Kimberly Akimbo took yeah. out Best Musical. Kimberly Akimbo I like. Um, and Parade was a big one. Parade did a good performance. It's not my favourite song from Parade, but I see why they chose to feature uh, mm-hmm. Ben Platt so heavily. Some um, iconic moments with the, um, the director of Parade. 
Yeah, I guess the most sort of... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did an amazing speech, which was bleeped out. It was bleeped. Um, I think probably the most, like... He said he was a faggot with a Tony. Yeah. That's what he did. It was silenced on the the, the, the live stream (laughs) we saw. Um, the yeah, I guess like was the main... he silent? Was he silenced? <laughs> <laughs> our close personal friend Oprah. Oprah yeah. Our close she, personal friend she Oprah said that. said that. She said that. She said that. Yeah, and then she sent us all a scarf. Yeah. Um, the uh, thing that I think was most sort of outstanding from these Tonys, or was sort of interesting, was that there were no uh, men that won the oh yeah the acting awards. musical yeah. act, like the musical yeah. acting awards yeah because Tonys have kind of been in this position for a little while and more and more awards shows are starting to be in this position where actors that are non-binary are having to uh, kind of choose a category to mm. be nominated in because they're still in these kind of binary gender categories mm. um, and both uh, Alex Newell and J. Harrison Gee who were mm-hmm. the winners are non-binary performers who chose to be listed an actor yeah um, because either like they they sort of felt like I don't know maybe it was the best award chances or they felt mm. like and previously I think Alex Newell said that that it felt like a less gendered word than yeah. actress yeah. Yeah, um, I agree with that. which makes sense and so they've seen non-binary actors who have been have a lot of hype around them have taken themselves out of the race yeah and that's been still happening in a lot of yeah. awards yeah. consideration categories um so yeah they, they both decided to um run in the best actor and best featured mm. actor categories mm. and both took out their categories yeah. so um, the first and second non-binary winners yeah exactly yeah. on the same night which is really cool achievement really exciting achievement mm. um and yeah i think hopefully prompts the tonys to to have a bit more of a conversation around yeah. how like really that you know i like how useful it is to have gendered acting categories in this day and age which i think is something we've talked about on this show before um but yeah i think it hopefully prompts some really good Mm. discussions about that um most of the winners were pretty like straightforward yeah Yeah, they were the front runners there weren't really any like major surprises i think the one that i was really gutted about was like uh, best actor for a play. Yeah, it's just like this incredible. Line oh yeah, it yeah. was and like Sean Hayes. But <laughs> Sean Hayes did have, from all accounts, a very well regarded performance. Yeah, he was the front runner. Yeah. It wasn't his fault. The nominating committee nominated for, <laughs> so it looked bad for him yeah, to win. Yeah, it was four black yeah. men and yeah. Sean Hayes who yeah. won. Yeah. <laughs> because from the reports, people were like giving him standing ovations in oh, the middle okay. of his performance. Mm. Oh wow! Okay. So yeah. uh, it's not his fault, but it's yeah. really bad off I'm probably the first Oscar to win a Tony. And everyone's People like, like, Oscar Hammerstein? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my God. It's like that um, moment when not, you know, like when Sam Smith, they were, um, they said that they were the, the first, first gay man gay <laughs> to, to win an Oscar. I'm like, hello. Like, That's not true. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, yeah. Most of, most of the winners were the front runners. Um, the only clip I saw from the Tonys was Marsha Gay Harden's um, banter, yeah. like yeah. by herself, and and she said that uh, you can say the word gay, <laughs> um, because she has canonically the gayest name in history, yeah. Marsha Gay, gay Harden. Harden. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of people enjoying that um, with Alex winning, and there was also oh yeah. Um, Blanking out on her name, Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle yeah. was oh. there doing um, Funny Girl, which which made yeah. no sense. No Funny sense. Girl's not even eligible for I this year's Tony. They wanted to acknowledge like, how she saved the show or whatever. Uh, and they and just paid a lot of money, and it's also a they big. She's a big celebrity. There. She was a big news <laughs> item that kind of penetrated outside the theater community. Yeah. So I get, I get why, but it was unnecessary. And Alex and Leah have beef from Glee, where I think Alex said that of like. 
Yeah, she's one of the people that pointed out how racist Leah Michelle is. Right, right. Uh, yeah. And then <laughs> they had to be like smiling and waving yeah, at each other. I mean, look, Leah posted after the Tonys that a picture of her and Alex from way back <laughs> being like, congratulations, blah, 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 blah. I bet she's seething inside. Oh, a member course. of the oh, yeah. Glee Project won a Tony before her. Of course. The yeah. second member of the Glee Project to win. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. I wasn't even paying attention to Glee at this point anymore. <laughs> this is way, way after we stopped yeah, watching Glee. Yeah. I think the first um, one was... Um, Allie. Allie Stoker? Yeah. 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 Um, Incredible. Yeah, so I just wanted to say, Tony's this thing we watched. Uh, and yeah, another thing to add <laughs> the is thing we it's uh, this Broadway's second biggest night is coming up, the Jimmy Awards. Oh, yes. Oh. And uh, I have spent this morning uh, watching a number of Jimmy Awards opening numbers. And I just want to give a little shout out to those that haven't seen Jimmy Awards opening numbers. Go and check them out on YouTube. Um, so the Jimmy Awards yeah, are the, the high school musical theater, the high school musical theater awards of America. Um, so how they work is there are a whole lot of little regional awards uh, that choose like the two best performers in a high schools in their region. And then all of those two best performers get sent to this like musical theater, like boot camp nationals, week situation, yeah. mm. the nationals um, in which they, yeah, I think at some point during that process, they get cut down to like another group of finalists, but all of the people that were nominated do these big, like medley uh, mashup performances. They're all so talented. They're all so talented. Uh, it's actually like quite astounding. You know, it's, you're, you're so proud of them. You watch yeah. them being like, these kids, they're like 17 and well, they're just like belting the house down. It's great when you see the, <laughs> Um, Jimmy Award winners or finalists go on to like later yeah, things. Yeah, Eva Nobelzada and Andrew yeah. Feldman. Mm. They were both Jimmy Renee Awards Rapp, winners. Mm. You know, um, but yeah, they uh, yeah they do these kind of hilarious and kind of amazing like opening numbers where they just try to mash up songs from like all of the shows that the people nominated were involved in, which is like an absolutely crazy disparate like yeah. a, a number of things Incredible. like you've got like you know bits from Sweeney Todd that are then going into like songs from Mamma Mia which are going into songs yeah. from like <laughs> Lion King the one which that are going you showed into... me was Edwin Drood into Hairspray yes there was Cinderella oh well, see that was a finalists showcase so ah. that's like those what so that the, the opening numbers they're kind of more like aligns from this they're kind mm. of like more mashed up yeah. but then they also have the finalist showcases and that's where like the eight finalists you know this was the best actress things they're all in their costumes Incredible. and they all get to sing like a little bit from their solo song and it's like meld- melded together in a medley but they're all playing chorus for each other so mm. you do have mm. like mary poppins singing back up <laughs> for like cinderella who's singing back up for like alphaba yeah and then they do it all doing you can't stop the beat with tracy turnblad yeah. and it's just like this hilarious like <laughs> multiverse yeah. of musicals anyway it's so a multiverse of musicals um, that's our idea. That's our idea. Mm, tent, tent, tent. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, if you just want to like appreciate kids doing a great job and see some cheesy Broadway ridiculousness, uh, definitely worth a YouTube. Yeah, mm. um, beautiful. Okay. Well, talking talking of multiverses, we also all saw Spider Man across the yeah. Spider Verse. Yes, Wait, we before did. We continue. Oh yeah, I think that I learned recently. Ariana DeBose was a contestant in So You Think You Can Dance? Yeah, that's where she became famous. I didn't oh. know that. She yeah. was first out. And then yeah. she became the bullet in Hamilton. Oh, yeah. 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 That yeah. was her yeah. iconic yeah. role. And then Disco Donna. Mm. Yeah, in the Donna Summer musical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's a different universe from yeah, yeah, what yeah, we're talking about. Jump over to another universe <laughs> with uh, Miles Morales and the sequel to 
um, into the Spider-Verse. You know what? The culture of our times is multiverse culture. It, it is. Really it's actually, is. we're getting quite exhausted of multiverses <laughs> at this stage. Yeah. There's too many of them. But um, um, this is one that is fully embracing its creativity. And look, they started, like, there was multiverses in the first one. So it's mm. not like they, it's yeah, a new yeah. thing that they've added in. So yeah. I'm like, it's all right. It's not like we're just Although, trying to follow suit. I do find the naming of into, across, I hate that. and beyond that's the like, Spider-Verse. It's like both <laughs> the Spider-Man franchises right now. We've got one that's Home into, Cameron. across the Spider-Verse. Yeah across whatever and the other one which is no way home homecoming and far from home whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too many similar names i don't know what I these don't mean like across as like a preposition it's just like i don't even know if it's a preposition but like it's yeah. just like it's it so yeah. it's like the middle one well they kind of screwed into, themselves I get it, and into, beyond because he's not yeah. No, really but, going into it because they're coming to him. No, yeah. I think across is right because it's like you go into the Spider Verse, you're going across, across the Spider Verse, and then you're going beyond the Spider Verse. It's of, like a journey. Yeah. He's he's currently in the middle. It's mm. the middle of the trio. But Mars' journey is like in the first one. He's not really going into it. He's going. He's like it's like well, hate, yeah, no, hate to the Spider Verse. It's true. I'm just thinking about like the journey for us as viewers yeah. yeah. watching yeah. the, the yeah. Spider Verse. Introduced films. to it. Um, but yeah, uh, this what do you is. Think? I, I, I think there was a lot of hype around it. Yeah, I like didn't love. Yeah. Yeah. But I think... I like the first hour, especially, where they like the the character moments between Miles and Gwen. I really yeah, enjoyed. Yeah, that was yeah. really nice. Especially the, um, the time when, you know, like he's supposed to be grounded and they go on a little date across... Mm. Um, New York City. Yeah. Okay. Famously yes. New York City. Yes. Oh, yes. It's from Queens. <laughs> no, he's from Brooklyn. Oh, right. Yes. Peter Spider- Parker's Peter from Parker. Queens. Yes, yes. Right, yeah. And then, yeah, so they go web slinging across the city and then they go to the Williamsburg uh, Tower. Tower, yeah. It was beautiful. And they were like nice. hanging. Oh, my God. Spoilers, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yes, they have a beautiful moment. Um, yeah. And then the second half for me, personally, uh, got a little bit too exhausting. It was a lot. It's it since you're overloaded. Right. I mean, <laughs> but I, I did enjoy it. I, I, mm. I felt like, for me, the the pacing in the first half, I enjoyed the Gwen stuff, the stuff with his parents and stuff. I was like, what's happening? Where's the momentum? And then I did enjoy that it picked up a little bit more in terms of more of an action experience with, um, like, a really cool villain, I thought. Like, there's a uh, oh, voice by yeah, Jason Schwartzman yeah. who's called the spot um oh yeah who's kind of this yeah he was fun it's kind of you start him out as this kind of minor villain and then you realize like oh actually he's you know gonna cause a lot of problems is really troublesome Um, and then seeing the other worlds um what's it called the the indian world um Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, oh, mom, uh, what was it called? Mumbaitan or something. Mom- yeah, Mumbaitan. It's yeah. like Mumbai and Manhattan mixed yeah. together. Yeah, which is really fun, and I really like the concept of the canon events, which I think is a yeah. cool way of commenting on like why do we keep watching these stories and why are we yeah. fascinated. Yeah, I think I generally really liked it. I think it was just I, I agree with Matt that pacing wise, it didn't. Like yeah. I, I was kind of got to the end and I was like, oh no, like we're not wrapping up anything, and it kind of just ended, and I was yeah. like, no, like, ends on a cliffhanger. Which kind of um, thing. yeah, I know I they're doing a, it. a, another trio sequel or whatever. Yeah. But and they're still like, really yeah. late, so I was very tired. Also, oh, sure. so right, I was just right. like, um, like they're still general, resolving like character stuff, like mm. Gwen and her dad, and like there are still some resolutions, but it is, it does definitely feel like 
a part one of yeah of, it felt like half like, a film a little yeah. bit yeah. even though it's long <laughs> and um, i think the animation is stunning especially Gwen oh, stacy's yeah. world where it's so it's a beautiful watercolor yeah. kind of and and i look back at the first film and that is there in that first one but like we really get to yeah it's a beautiful film but yeah there are so many like every because we get to go to so many different kind of environments and mm. the, the choice to just make completely different you know visual worlds is really cool like i liked the um sketchbook like leonardo da vinci sketchbook creature that yeah. kind of oh yeah the first point that was really cool that was cool um, i really enjoyed there's, that so famously there's a sequence which is set in the lego um oh, yeah. like lego world which was animated yeah. by a young fan of the spider-verse oh, films cool. which is really yeah. cool he's only 14 cute. he um yeah, yeah was p- the, pulled in by the filmmakers but i do hope it's just come out today actually that um the animators should unionize yeah. because yeah. Apparently well it's apparently overworked. non-union yeah. animation and it's been really really overworked and yeah. it sounds yeah. like yeah lord and miller as directors need a producer I feel, it sounds like a really like a peter jackson situation well, they're, where... not, they're not directors on this one and they are producing it um and so he mm. i think lord was overriding a lot of the directors <laughs> kind of well, i thought they were co-directors no on it because no. i i remember looking at it no at the there's, end. there's three new directors on it but okay. none of them are phil um, but they must because they were co- they were co-writers on it. Yeah, they're co-writers yeah, so and they're producers. Okay. But, but yeah, he um, was overriding the kind of directorial eye, and as a producer, was kind of seemingly acting like a director and doesn't fully but just understand doing stuff that, too like, late, like well, yeah. in the process, which makes it really difficult for animators. You know, like you can't like kind of just are, go like, oh, we need we should add another joke here, or we should change this bit. In yeah, animation so they'd like it's such fully a hard like finish process. the animation, and yeah. then you'd be like, oh, actually, can we cut that? Can we change that? And it's like that's gonna take. Yeah, it's not improv theater. Like yeah. you can't actually. You know, there are some types of art where you can, of course, be totally quick on your feet and change things at the last minute. And even live action film, you could still be doing that. Which I find kind of animation wild because really they <laughs> are so synonymous with animation. Mm, mm. But if that's their approach, then like, yeah, that's a real, that's quite unusual because, you know, they've got the Lego movies, they've got, mm. um, what's their other animated stuff? Mitchell's or is Machines it, yeah. was them as well, um, wasn't it? Oh, no, they're... Um, no, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs was them as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of strange that they have that approach but mm. don't fully understand what the animators Hollywood. are Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the thing of, yeah, just like people that are directors that are not really producers that mm. need like mm. a person to kind of be the producer that says no. Yeah. Um, to rein them in. To be like, you can't keep changing stuff. Like just yeah. because it's a good, like it's, you know, you need to have these ideas earlier. And we um, see that time and time again. With which like, people, yeah. Even if they get too much power. Directors like, shouldn't be producers. Like George, George <laughs> Lucas being jobs. able to do whatever he wanted with the prequels. And it's like, yeah. that's not always good. Yeah. But, I am looking forward to the next one. Though. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah. 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 People are just saying, like, it's supposed to come out next year. And everyone's like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, no <laughs> I way. Did, I had, because, you know, it's been like a few years since the first one. I did rewatch the first one before seeing James did that too. This one. And I, controversial take, enjoy the first one more. No, no, I don't think that's controversial. Yeah. I think a lot of people like, do. Like, yeah. I feel like maybe Letterboxd and all that has been like, oh, this is amazing. But I do think the first one feels a little bit more... I think more... it has a lot more charm. Well, it's I... a whole film. Yeah. I also, yeah, I missed Peter B. Parker. Really yeah. missed mm. his presence in the in the second film. Mm. Um, the significance of his uncle is really strong in the yeah. first one. Like, um, yeah, it's a charming song, Sunflower, which is a bop. Yeah. yeah, yeah such yeah. a good song. And um, Watch Out. Uh, Watch Out Danger is really strong too. Yeah. Like I listened to that soundtrack of the first one like a lot. It's good. Hype one of music. James's yeah. like in the shower music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, I did see someone tweet about the double meaning of in every universe Gwen Stacy falls for Spider Man, and I'm just like, oh, I just got it. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like... Well, to Gwen, her death and to her love. Yeah, Gwen Stacy <laughs> dies a lot in the story. So yeah. I'm curious how that's going to go um, yeah. with the next one. Anyways, um, yeah. yeah. What else have we been taking in? I can jump in if we want. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of your stuff, Kat. Yeah, no, I thought we'd already started. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to shout out a... I've been reading a little bit. Um, so I've been checking out... A first. A first. You're um, kidding. Pudako, which is um, edited uh, together stories by Witi Ihimaida and Fiti Hiriaka, have gathered together Māori writers to write about... Um, myths about the Atua. I've been really enjoying that, so I'm about halfway through that. Um, one book that I really want to shout out though is called Out of the Shadows, which I'm also about halfway through, caught by Walt Odets, um, and he's a psychotherapist, um, and he wrote a book about, um, yeah, gay men's experience around, like, uh, growing up gay, and, like, kind of a guide to, like, young uh, gay men around, like, um, his studies of various gay men and um i'm sure he studied them (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it it sort of sounds like it's a lot to do with like the generation gap between the pre during and post aids kind of eras so it's kind of talking about like the impact like pre pre aids and hiv and then aids and then like the generational kind of divides between younger gay men and older gay men and how younger gay men can learn a lot from um, previous generations and he's so he's trying to use that as a means of like um yeah passing on that kind of knowledge so it's been really interesting and um learning about like uh various kind of stories and it's a very kind of i think he voices it himself and it's a very dynamic kind of audiobook to kind of be listening around and Wait, what's it called it's called out of the shadows oh, that um, makes sense I get yeah it. i get it and uh yeah it's one of like the i saw it on libby the app and it's i was just like oh i don't i haven't read as many kind of like lgbt like texts and non-fiction i was like oh that'll be interesting and it's i think held up as one of the big like seminal text so i was like yeah let's do that so i'm really enjoying that about halfway through and then i want to see if i got anything else um i'll just consult my notes look it's been three weeks since we recorded so yeah yeah we and have i'll do yeah one more shout out which is the x-men's carnival which um Ooh. won the award for um oh what is the award the Which big one the big award the big book award for new zealand um oh, yeah. uh, oh the Occam? occams yeah the occams fiction award the um, Pulitzer. No, the what the Pulitzer the... for kiwis in, um... Gosh. <laughs> um but it's about a a talking magpie called tama um and growing up on a farm and uh and their, his kind of experience with a couple um yeah and i'd really i really recommend it i particularly liked how the book is written from Thomas's point of view um and uh the kind of way of interpreting human life which isn't entirely correct but is um evokes it really well yeah and i think it was a really strong start and end and the middle because it's <laughs> it's about it's about social media and i am mm. quite social media out uh, having done it as a previous profession so i didn't dig that as much but i could okay, see that people Zuckerberg. yeah um <laughs> and when it's talking about algorithms and reach and um engagement i was like oh i've lived this world so maybe it was just the the it's trauma of that yeah. um but yeah it's a really interesting um kind of family uh story so definitely check that out as well and i'll just look up the author's name matt do you want to go while i look <laughs> cool um, i also have a list because it's been a while since we recorded um i've actually started watching movies again catherine Not... chiji 
Oh, sorry. What was her name? Catherine Chidgey. 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 How do you spell that? C-H-I-D-G-E-Y. Cass, you knew it off the top. Yeah, I know love who Catherine Chidgey is. I'm sorry, Catherine. <laughs> love. Um, so, yeah, I've started watching movies again. Not to the extent... I'm, I'm dipping my toes back in. So I went with a classic to start off with, um, I have, which I haven't seen in years. So I watched The Apartment again, Ooh. which is so beautiful. One of the best Best Picture winners ever. Whoa. Very cute. Hot take. Yeah. No, it's not that hot. But, I mean, there's a lot of his pictures, so... They are. They are famously 90... <laughs> famously 95? <laughs> yeah. One year they just didn't do it. Like, one of the Oscars yeah. they didn't do his I picture. mean, maybe the first they did. I think that's right. No, they did. They did. Okay, okay. Um, uh, so that was cute. Um, I also saw a film called Melvin and Howard from Jonathan Demme. It was okay. Um, featuring Mary Steenburgen's Oscar-winning performance. She was good. Um... I also watched, I'm starting to watch a few different shows that have piqued my interest. None of them, like, so it's uh, the two shows that I'm mainly starting to watch are like Dead Ringers featuring Rachel Weisz, Mm. um, based on the Cronenberg film, um, starring Jeremy Irons, and A Fleischman is in Trouble, heard of it, Um, probably not, to be honest, it's on Disney Plus, yeah. Um, Flyfin in Trouble uh, features a score by uh, Carolyn Shaw, previous, oh, from previous, previous, uh, previous pop, uh, corner. pop corner person. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying them. They're not like mind-blowingly good, but I'm enjoying watching them. I am also just starting the final season of Atlanta, and it is fucking great. Oh, cool. Great series. Hmm. Um, it finished like a year ago, um, so that's great. Uh, speaking of cuts, <gasps> TCM is getting gutted yeah, by the monster Zaslav. Yeah. Um, who reminds me of a character in this movie that we're about to talk about, actually. Mm. Um, and I heard Scorsese, George Lucas, and I think like Francis Ford Coppola were going to have a meeting. Oh, yeah, yeah. And everyone was joking hall. how they were going to take him out oh my God. to whack him. This man. <laughs> it's shocking. I, him. I don't know anything about this. Oh, so what is the... TCM? The, well, the TCM, two of classic movies. Yeah. But like, so it's, so, so they're gutting it from, from Zaslav, the, the, the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery. Oh, yeah. this guy, I see. That Warner's Discovery situation. Yeah. So they own TCM. Yeah. So they're gutting it from 90 employees to 20 oh my god <laughs> and uh tcm is very important for me in my development yeah i mean i yeah. used to watch tcm yeah but also i'm just like i feel bad for the employees and film history preservation yeah. yeah but also the young people who are coming up who would never get, that, get access I, I don't to that know. stuff i think yeah. it's still continuing but like clearly they know what their priorities are and it's not for the arts like mm-hmm. that's kind of shocking shocking I heard yeah and uh, they're selling off a bunch of stock as well i heard I can't yeah. remember. Warner Brothers. Anyway. Warner Brothers also, Discovery, I think. Speaking of um, Discovery. Yeah. <laughs> um, this trailer of Challengers. Oh, good. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> discovering more and more things as I kept watching. Trailer watch. I yeah. think this is an incredible trailer because I kept watching it. We did. James watched it twice. Yeah. yeah. It's not like yeah. sometimes you watch a trailer and you're like, oh, I get it. But yeah. it's got something about it that I just want to rewatch. I it. was just yeah. thinking after watching it the second time, I was like, Luca, Luca gives us the goods. Luca Guadagnino. Yeah, he said hot people. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's given us this bones and all, which I didn't love, but it's really fun genre stuff. Yeah. Suspiria, which is love it or hate it, it's wild. Like, and then of course, call me by your name. He's giving us glamour. Yeah. I do love that he was like, "What's the hottest sport?" And I'm like, I think tennis has got... Tennis kind of is t- hot because you're quite spinning. hot. It's so a pretty like, hot sport. Tennis was actually the sport in Call Me By Your Name, but he changed it to volleyball, oh, which is more homoerotic. Which is more yeah. of a hot sport. Yeah. I think. Well, I was going to say, tennis is probably second to volleyball. Yeah. Well, because you can sports. take your shirt off in volleyball. Well, in mm. volleyball, there's that... Yeah. Whereas tennis well, is that... 
famously Top Gun, right? The yeah. volleyball scene. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, because... Um, but yeah. we're talking Maybe about Call this... Me By Your Name is like gay vibes, whereas Tennis is yeah, like yeah, bisexual yeah, yeah. vibes. Yeah. Mm. Like... Um, so we're talking about the film Challengers, which yes. is the new joint from Luca Guadagnino. Yeah. And we just named a bunch of his films, and it's starring Zendaya. Yes, Mike heard of Christ. her? Heard of her? Heard of him? Honestly, they made they named a whole generation after her. Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> have you heard of it? You probably haven't heard of Mike Feist, but he was one of the best performances. You have, if you listen to this podcast, you've, yeah, listened yeah. To, you've heard of Mike also, Feist. And the yeah. other guy. Josh yeah. O'Connor, he's, he's known. I don't know who he is. He was, <laughs> he was, he was Prince Charles in The Crown, but okay. also famously in God's Own Country. Mm. And okay. he looks like a I haven't seen God's Own Country, I need it's to. It's good. It's, a, it's like Brokeback Mountain, but, oh, you know, cool. British. Oh, uh, I have yeah. heard it's good. He looks like a little stinker in this. He looks oh, like the I fucking love it. baddie. He looks... Well, the vibe he gives me is, like, average guy, but hot. Yeah. So, you know? It's yeah. Like, like a kind of, hot normal guy rather than a sex hot movie appeal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I so, yeah, the plot is... Um, we won't get into too much, but the trailer covers watch, quite watch a lot. Watch the trailer. Oh, yeah. no, just watch the trailer. We don't have to describe the trailer to you. Go see the trailer. Yeah. The other trailer that I do want to mention is the new trailer for the Color Purple musical, which I looks... I haven't seen the new trailer. Watch it. It looks okay. glossy, too glossy for my taste. We found that. I thought the first trailer like was a, a bit Disney too glossy. Trailer. It didn't really grab me, which is... Maybe that's I really the trailer like that I'm this musical. Yeah. yeah. But also, it like, the... the version of the musical that james and i really liked is a revival oh the one with um the cynthia arrival yes, which is Dr. john doyle direction who famously does like very stripped back versions of yeah. a show yeah um so maybe it's something where there it's more based on the original production it feels a little but bit there's, more a, glossy. there's some of the cast I don't know. from like daniel brooks yeah has been brought over. yeah yeah mm. so like i don't know it's um yeah it, 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 glossy i think is exactly yeah. the right word yeah, it just didn't it, yeah. feel like the vibe right you, you know what yeah. from this kind of story is authenticity yeah. and rawness yeah. and like that kind of you want that raw mm. kind of energy yeah mm. absolutely um, yeah, but we'll so see we'll, it's well, just yeah. a trailer we'll we'll find we get to be convinced but yeah. we'll watch yeah. it we will watch it mm. yeah. um, and the last thing I want to mention because we are talking about a movie where you know inventors um, do inventions do inventions that are maybe too big for them there is subculture that happened in the last week if you don't know it's pretty scary that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, the Titanic. Oh, yeah. It will rock my world, right. honestly. Crazy, crazy stuff. Hearing, I just forgot that James Cameron is such an expert on, like, deep sea diving. How could you not know Well, this? no, just, like, that he knows it to such a level that he spent more time, like, going down looking yeah, at the Titanic like, than the captain. Yeah, other people. But yeah. the folly of, of, and the hubris of wealth, and the folly of man yeah. is... Well, he, oh my god he compared it he was like it kind of reminds me of the captain yeah. seeing the iceberg and going straight ahead yeah. um, and uh, I feel bad for the families of those yeah. people yeah but I feel bad for their one teenager that was yeah, on their head just wanted to go on with his honestly, dad for um, Father's Day yeah. and he didn't want to get on the sub he's just his dad it was his dad's dream but that one stepson who was not even mourning his like stepdad who gave him millions of dollars by the way yeah. went to the Blink 182 concert team I've, I've just had because of our trailer watch, I've just had the best idea for oh. our live screening of Twilight. Oh, oh are we going to announce? Yes. Well, yeah, it's our, our 100th episode. Um, our 100th episode, episode is out. I mean, it has been announced already. Yes, but it's out on Facebook. For those that don't know, we are having a live screening yes. of Twilight oh my at Bogomorn Hall. Yep. Um, and James has had a great idea that he wants to share yeah, I don't know if I should share it or if it should just be... Okay, we'll, just, oh, we'll talk about right. it off-pod. We'll yeah, yeah, but I've just had a great brainwave. But okay. that, it's good to let 
people As he's know. writing a note, I'm just going to remind everybody. Yeah, so it's free entry. It's going to be at Vogelmon Hall on 8th of July. All the details are on our Facebook event. It's a Saturday. Um, if you want to come along, yeah, we'll watch the film Twilight, bring a some classic mixed bag. Uh, no and alcohol, but please bring some nibbles. Please bring like some cushy things to mm. sit on. So doors are going to be open um, from 6 and then screen is going to start at 6.30. So yeah, it'll be your, a fun time. Your bring your friends that don't sure. even know mixed bag if they just want to see Twilight for free and then hear us do some goofs about it um and you will be involved in some way you'll be involved in a lot of ways and there may be a special guest oh robert pattinson kristen stewart you never know and kendrick (laughs) who do you think of the twilight cast we're most likely to be able to get taylor lautner who do you think (laughs) we could get taylor we get taylor lautner and taylor lautner and come together because famously he married someone called taylor lautner um, um, oh no, okay. she's called Taylor and oh, she took actually, the name Lautner. You know what? Yeah. I can reveal. I can reveal that our special guest, Renesmee. <laughs> Renesmee, <laughs> the original, <laughs> like, yeah. the practical yeah. effects Renesmee. famously appears in the first movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. uh, Anyways. Oh, right. yeah, I'm going to write down my little idea. That is going to be our 100th film, but we're going to be leaving the double digits with our final film of the mixed berg. <laughs> Our feature presentation. Is everybody ready? Yeah. Ready player one. Feature presentation. <laughs> we don't usually do that. Okay. <laughs> but I just wanted to pay off our, our setup. Yeah, yeah. So we're finally here. We're all locked and loaded. 36 minutes in. Let's. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Was that you? That's yeah. launching sound of Cassandra's. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was some audio. <laughs> no. It was ASMR. It was a, it was a long teeth suck from yeah. me, yeah. just um, to give you the vibe in the room right now. Yeah. The so, vibe look, from me. So this is our we? final film on, on Mixburg. Yeah, what is the year? Twenty eighteen, but actually twenty forty five. Twenty forty five. Yeah, watch out. Uh, and yeah, do it before we jump into the movie in a minute. Uh, James, you have seen this before. Yes, and I remember seeing it because I was unsure about it. Obviously, the book was huge, so the book. Don't remember the guy's name. I feel like Ernest Klein. Collins. Ernest Klein. Klein. Ernest Klein. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a smash hit. Damn, that is a geek ass name. Yeah, I just <laughs> know him from him writing really terrible poetry that's then been posted on Twitter, which uh, is uh, oh. shockingly bad. And I know that Spielberg was wanting. I think he was wanting to make Megalopolis or something. Oh, like Megalopolis. Megalopolis, yeah. The For like, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, maybe it's not that. Movie. I know that he was wanting to make a video game like movie for a long time. I see. And this right. is what... Sorry, maybe I'm getting Coppola. But he definitely did want to make um, video game like properties or something along those lines. Mm. And that's what Ready Player One ended up being. Um, yeah, and I remember seeing it and I'm a big Spielberg fan. And I remember thinking, oh yeah, I like that. And we'll see if I land similarly today. I've not seen this. I didn't want to see it. Has anyone read the um, book? No. no. I've heard of the film, obviously. <laughs> it was a Spielberg. Yeah. Um, what it gave me, I wasn't interested in seeing it for some reason. I don't know why. It just didn't appeal to me. Gave me, like, Tron vibes. I don't know Tron. I've never seen Tron. <laughs> I've never met him. I haven't seen the legacy. But yeah. I know the vibe. I think Tron Legacy is a mixed bag. It may be the Tron Ridge is. Yeah. Could be. Could I don't both. know. Yeah. I've never seen it. Tron series. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what's the third one? Needs to be Tron, Tron Legacy. Ready Player like, 2. Ready Player yeah. Tron. Um, oh, anyways, that's that's my connection with this okay. property. Any never even counts. heard of the book before. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, you said your you said your piece. No, my um the the only thing that I associate with this is Debbie Adegiebe's uh rejected theme song, one of his like comedy rejected theme songs uh for Ready Player One, which is just him playing the same note on the keyboard, being like, "Remember Mario? Remember Atari? Remember?" <laughs> <laughs> just like remembering things. Um, but we were talking about this Player One, but who are they? And let's learn all about it in our. Uh, we do it every episode, movie in a minute. Iconic. It's my turn and to do it's it. the cast time starting from now. Wade is a boy who lives in 2045 in the stacks in Ohio, which is this huge big slum in the future dystopia. Uh, every day he goes into this oasis, which is a big like VR world video game place. Uh, there has been a uh, big revelation that the guy who created the oasis has made this game where there are three keys hidden around the game and they will lead to a big easter egg so wade and his friends which is this big guy uh these two little ninja types and this (laughs) hot girl um they all go after the keys um then there's also a big like ceo dude and he's after them as well so they go through and they have to go through all of the founders memories to unlock different places so the first one they have to go backwards in a big race the second one uh they have to go into the movie the shining and like dance with a girl that he liked back in the past and then the third one they have to play the game adventure inside a big ice fort Fortress, um, and then get to the Easter egg in that. Three seconds. Um, and then they get the key, and he and the friends get to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to finish yeah. us off in terms of the last little bits and pieces? Oh, yeah. Oh, leave it. Finish us off, James. <laughs> this is professional setting. <laughs> Just because your wife is here. Finish up the kidding, story. I'm um, the, I'm the beginning. Uh, yeah, I guess they just end and then they, they get to share ownership of the game. And they become the, the high five. Yeah. And the CEO who tried to kill them in real life uh, goes to jail. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. it. Nice. Nice. Well, we've talked about. The plot. I thought you covered that really well, actually. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of plot. So. There's a lot of plot. <laughs> but is there a lot of hot? With hot butter. MVP, um, most visually pleasing. Yes, MVP. MVP, most you know, visually pleasing. Hags, you'll get to see these um, little segments in person next time. How are you, exciting. Are you excited? True. Yeah. Are we going to be able to... Will, will we be able to do a live show? We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be sweet. <laughs> Right. <laughs> please come. Uh, please, pl- please, 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 please. Cl- click attending on Facebook so that we know there's more than eight people coming. No, I mean, there's more than eight. And actually, you know, come. It'll be fun. It'll yeah. be great. If, if nothing else, you'll see Twilight. Yeah. 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 Anyways, who do we think is the hottest person and or living being in this film? Ben Mendelsohn. Um, ben Mendelsohn. He's, he's got the CEO. A, yeah, right. yeah, he's, yeah. He's a baddie. I just like his cheekbones. I like Ben Mendelsohn too. Famously, like, he was my hot butter for Australia. Hmm. But I think I'm going to go with Ty Sheridan for this one. Okay. He's the main guy. He's the main guy, yeah. Um, let me let me lay out the Ben this for you because I don't think you've got it. Okay, this guy, like... This guy eats people for breakfast. He's ready to screw people. Have you seen, like, Animal Kingdom back oh, in the day? Right, Incredible. What was that one with oh. um, him and Kyle Chandler, that TV show? Bloodline. He, bloodlines. He was the screw I want him brother. in my bloodline. Yeah, get in my bloodline. <laughs> like, there's not enough appreciation for, like... He's hot. Weirdo, like, but, like, with an edge. Um, 
He's just All like, right. you know, he was hot when he was younger kind of type to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's enough of Ben. I'm going to use my hot butter to further criticize this film. Because oh, my hot butter damn. is Artemis slash Samantha slash, I don't know what her name is, the girl, that, the redheaded girl, yeah, who was supposed girl. to be deformed <laughs> by according to the script. <laughs> but in fact, Do we say she is clearly, nowadays? well, I don't know. She's supposed to be like, the way that she describes herself is like, she's so hideously she's marred like, by her like birthmark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be this like, like to be horrifying like... sight. Nobody would like to look at her. She's just a hot girl that has a birthmark. Yeah, <laughs> there are models who look like her yes. with the same birthmark. Yeah, it's the same thing that happened with model engines, where it's like this girl is horribly scarred. She's yeah, got her face is disfigured scar. by this whole blade through the. You know, it's like it's no, like no. Movies don't be afraid if it's part of the characterization and it's not problematic also, like, yeah, especially, like this is the thing people that have got like facial people differences are like you know they're like hey um we would really like to have heroic roles and not be put into like yeah. james bond villain roles all the time in terms of representation so why don't yeah. you actually do so that why for a heroic make character? a thing about her scarring like yeah these people are regular people she just looks exactly. like absolutely like a hot girl with a like like you know like actually like, it's, I, I guess you could if it's a narrative around her not feeling confident and then Oh, it's so like, stupid. Anyway. But it's dumb, yeah. I don't yeah. even think that was a narrative thing. In this like, I think there was no social cost to his birthmark. Yeah, I think a birthmark was a personality, a characterization. It's yeah. like, it was like, I'm afraid, because we didn't learn anything else about it. Do we yeah. learn, do we learn and, about anybody? In, con- in contrast yes. to that, to be fair, um, Ty Sheridan also meant to be a nerd that we relate with. Just the job. Oh, yeah. A job with, with glasses. glasses. Do you want to talk through your tie? What, what's doing he it? He just looks tie? hot. Yeah. That's, what, that's sometimes that's all it is. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all, that's it, all is. it is. Yeah, but he wasn't giving geek. No, he wasn't. No. He wasn't someone who I was falling in love with. You know? I wouldn't like, yell nerd across the school block at not him. To him. In fact, he'd be Honestly, yelling it at exactly. me. Exactly. I wouldn't call him nerd at all. I'd be like hot guy with glasses. He's a football jock, he's and that's like... fine. But it doesn't seem to be the vibe of this character. Yeah, he's no Peter Parker. He would Honestly. bully me. He would. Exactly. He would fucking steal <laughs> my lunch. Yeah. <laughs> He'd punch me into the earth. I do appreciate the cosplay, though. You know? <laughs> when hot people pretend that they're not hot, they're yeah. just like, representation yeah. by geeks. The um, twist, he's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Take off the glasses. Exactly, <gasps> the Clark Kent thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, so that's a little bit of uh, a criticism of the movie Ready Player One, but who? Before but that, who? move aside what? because it's time to make Why? space for these gorgeous bottles. Wait. Well, before that, oh, oh. it's the titular role, James. Oh there is no role of the Tempest. It is the titular role. No. Who is Ready Player One? Or what, even? Now, Ready or Player how One. Why? Um, so, I mean, in terms of who or what I, it, it refers to, I feel like there well, isn't an exact Matt, player one in yeah, the, the yeah. thing. Well, Matt but I think it's... didn't know much about the movie, and he said it's about gaming right and that movie that title rather does sell yeah gaming. Yeah, yeah well and also and, but then i also got it i was like ready player one when you play before yeah. before you play the game and not just gaming but it also implies like okay you've got two consoles attached to your yeah. like console at yeah. home and you've been given the thing to say ready player one like and the other person the, yes. has ready player so two that's not just prom- yeah yeah that's not just start. um yeah. you know 
any sort of game, but a specific like experience yeah. of playing but like do a they PlayStation. Say it? Yeah. But do they say and it in Atari the forum? And also like yeah, arcade games with like, it's like yeah, like an arcade game where you play there's two people together. And yeah. that that statement you don't usually see it in like modern games, but like the eighties, which this movie is very oh, obsessed, referencing, obsessed, obsessed with. Obsessed with. Um, that's the eighties get a restraining order against this film. <laughs> truly, <laughs> really, it's truly obsessed. Um, is there? Is yeah. it ever uttered, first off? Nobody says it. So. No. Um, and I'm glad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the but there was restraint from the It could have been like easy without being shoehorned. You know, like, ready mm. player one, ready player two. Yeah, like, before the but final But, like, it would fight. make sense instead of being, like, <laughs> 50 shades of fucked up. You know, like that. I mean, sure, whatever. I, I think, actually, go. if we're judging this as a title, this is one of my bottles. I think this is a good title. It's, yeah. it's a good title for the film. The I Vox, like the, it. The Vox, the film. Because Tells we haven't done, haven't done titular role in the past. Yeah. Maybe that's also what we put in our 100th episode of, like, mm. considering the... The past titular role. The past titular, Maybe that's too much work. Well, like, well, we can't do 90, 90 <laughs> episodes worth, James. Yeah. Anyway. It'll be a surprise. We'll find out. <laughs> We're still figuring out the kinks. All right. Um, yeah. I can't think of something better. Like... No. Gamer. That was a movie. Gamer with a three. Oh. Artemis Game with a three. three. <laughs> but Gamer is a movie with Gerard Butler and oh, Michael C. Hall. No, no I think Ready Player One is a good yeah. name. Let's, I, I think it's, it's a good not, title. Yeah, yeah I think it works. Yeah. Ready right. Player Two, you have a good out for a sequel. Exactly. Ever yeah. a sequel. Mm. So what are our golden bottles? Golden? Yeah, well, there's a golden egg. Yeah, yeah, what are our eggs? Our eggs. Um... I like when they went in The Shining and they could like walk around in The Shining. That was quite fun. It was a pretty I, yeah. fun sequence. It was pretty accurate to a lot of The Shining shots. Yeah. And also, like the film grain. Kind I of like the yeah. concept of just like being able to explore like the world of a movie. And like, as I said to Matt, <laughs> that's immersive theater. <laughs> <laughs> but my like, PhD. that's kind of like what you like. One of the appeals of gaming is being to just explore the world, pick things up, look behind closets, exactly. seeing yeah. what people, what characters' lives, inner lives are like. Yeah. Like, and I like that. I wish there was more of that in the shining world. And less world. of the uh, like, yeah. just monsters are coming to get you. Well, yeah, this is a super Easter egg reference heavy film. Like similar to like Space Jam Two, where like every shot is like a shot of like IP like running around. Yeah. Whereas The Shining, it's like you spent more time in that world, and it kind of it was supposed to be a tense, creepy part of the film, like tension filled. Mm. And so yeah, I thought it was good use of it. And just yeah. seeing it recreated, you're like, That's oh, it's cool. fun. Yeah. The, the Shining is very popular to be recreated. She has appeared in multiple films other than just The Shining. Doctor Sleep, the final act of mm. that. Danny Torrance, now played by Ewan McGregor. That's a sequel to The Shining. It is. But they, they do a similar thing of like re-evoking the shots. Yeah. And they right. even get actors to like... Honestly, iconic looking movie. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Um, yeah. Kubrick, um, design. Kubrick nailed that. Kubrick. Yeah. He kind of ate. Yeah. <laughs> and left no crumbs. He knew the assignment. Yeah. He knew. Yeah. He, <laughs> he made. He, whatever. He knew. He, he did the assignment. He I don't know. He understood it. Is the yeah, well, he, did, he understood. Everyone knows the he assignment. He surpassed you know the assignment. He I'm making my assignment. own memes. I can't wait until James is a teacher. Just as a side note, because I, I lo- no, I'm but... going to love hearing all the kids roast him for when he tries to do something. No, but in the, in the classroom, I will resist. Yeah. Oh, That's... you are. Oh, you'll resist for the first six months yeah. and then it will slip. Something will come through and you'll say, and they'll be like, oh, what did you say, Mr. Kane? And it will be 
like the best day in their lives. Yeah, 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 They'll be like, remember when Mr. Kane said he but, knew the assignment. But those are the teachers you like. Though. I like, know. You know you'll be everyone's favorite. It'll be great. They'll yeah. keep a little book where they write down your sayings yeah, yeah. and they'll give it to you at the end of the year. The like, mal- malapropisms of the memes. Yeah. yeah. Is it malapropisms? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I killed that. Oh, love it. Yeah. Killed that one. You didn't malaprop that at all, yeah. which is great. Um, <laughs> I love the general concept of like finding three keys. I like that. <laughs> you were you were it. so into the finding three keys. <laughs> I was like, that was like, I like this. I like this. I don't know. For the me, keys. I'm just like, okay. Well, like, give I don't it know. an arc. I was I like, mean, it's, you know what? With, with very... Warhorse, I did not know what the fuck was going on. Look, it's a classic it's very video goals game vibes. to have. Yeah, exactly. But it's just like yeah. fetch quests. Like, it's find fetch quests. Find the thing and the thing and the thing and then you get the thing. I like it. It gave it a structure that I understood, which, you know, would uh for a lot of the film mm, debatable we'll see which avatars did you like i like the mark rylance avatar who was like this old man gander oh anorak which when when the main character ties avatar it was like anorak <laughs> that was like anorak is a jacket <laughs> Which um, it is. It is. So I, asked, I I liked the little the little eleven year old boys one. Yeah, uh, shells. Spoiler: yeah. There's Dido, one of the, one yeah. of their friends turns out to be a little eleven year old boy, but he's got a because he's dressed as a shogun, right? Yeah, but he's kind of like a tiny like mm. a tiny ninja, he's like right? A, uh, the yellow one. Yeah, yes. yeah. So yeah. he was the he's yellow one. Guy. That oh. kind of looked but like, he's got, like, oh, he's sorry, like a. Right. Yeah, he kind of looked like one of those Mortal Kombat noob cyborg kind of guys. Yeah, yeah um, he had like a, a cool design that was cool. Yeah, I think my favorites were actually none of the main players. Yeah. So like there was the henchman who had like the skull body. Yeah, like, yeah skull body was, was a good design. I, also, I, I rob robot or something. I, I rock. I rock, yeah. yeah. Um, and also um, I the like sexy the big... cat woman. Yeah, I was going to mention oh, that. Yeah. So, like a taboxy, like a, a brothel taboxy. Like, only a second. She Literally, made a like in, in the yeah. nightclub, uh, mm. the something planet. It was a bad name. Oh, uh, I can't Distracted remember. globe. Whatever. Oh, fuck off. What is that? Yeah, what is that? We're not here to talk globe. about our bananas. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, one of the people in the club was like this cat lady, and yeah. she looked incredible. She was yeah. good. It was sort of Skyrim vibes. I liked uh, Ben Mendelsohn's because, like, we met all the <laughs> other characters, right? And so he gets into his, like, area to, like, go into the the oasis mm. state. And you're like, oh, what's he going to be? And he walks out, and he's just, he's wearing a suit um, as himself, and then his avatar walks out. It's a big beefy guy in a suit, <laughs> but he, I liked how he looked because he looked like evil Superman. Yeah, he's business. It boss. was kind of like Mister Incredible, but he had a suit on. Yeah, yeah. but evil. Yeah, you know, like his and hair to be honest, was black. Actually, face. now I laughed about it. I was like, oh, you should have had something more interesting. But I'm like, actually, I guess if the whole point is that the CEO is he's not original. He's not original. Yeah, he's, he's not, not creative, creative, and he's not interested in the yeah. game. He would just choose like I'll just do a guy that looks like me but cooler, or strong. Yeah, <laughs> like, big, yeah. big buff yeah. version. And one could even yeah. level that complaint to Oasis and the world itself. Yeah. That's more of a banana. I did not like, because we're here, oh. uh, the other, the main, the main characters. I was just no. too generic. No. What a ge- what? So what have we got? We've got a floppy haired, like floppy 80s heads. and you know what? Guess Blue what color guy. he is? Blue. Oh my God. Blue. Blue is for boys. Pink is for girls. Like, honestly. Mm, truly, they did that. Yeah. 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 Well, reddish pink, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so Art Thremus. Is this before or after um, Avatar? Oh yeah, Avatar's 2009. Yeah. yeah. Blue is established. Uh, she yeah. is, uh, I think you described her as like a, alien a, an alien yeah. pink girl. Well, she has terrible hair. <laughs> I don't like her hair. I'm sorry. Terrible dye job. Like, like also the hair design for these characters. Like, his so hair spiky. is always flopping. His hair is just like sharp. Like it's going to cut it, you. It's unflattering 
endearing to her. Yeah. Like, if I was creating an avatar, I'd choose something that's cool. That's like what everyone wants, but like individualized, but looks good on you. Like you're yeah. not gonna. It looks like that. somebody like there's a YouTube uh, channel called Monster Factory where they intentionally mm. like mess up and like pick like weird wigs oh, and great. stuff. It's and when they just go design. into character designers mm. of video games and just fuck them up as much as and they can. And it looks like she's her character's been a little fucked up with the character design. Factory. Like she's got the weird hair and she's got like these bug alien eyes, which are okay. It's mainly the hair that's the real. Like, she kind of looked like Navi to me a little bit. Situation like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we've got H, who is. Oh uh, so I'm from the start. I was like, this is going to be a girl because we start. This character is introduced as this big, strong guy, and he's like, ah, oh, this is my best friend in the game. You know, we've never actually met in real life. And then the character talks and has this like. It sounds like when you. Voice. <laughs> this voice has been altered to disguise our. Um, <laughs> like you know, like it's when somebody's pitched, like yeah. talk, being interviewed in the shadows for like a crime documentary. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like one of those things. Yeah. Um, and yes, it's just Lena Waithe uh, in disguise yeah. as yeah. this guy, but. Um, yeah, this Don't avatar the design is for this. It just kind of like, boring. Just like a big kind like of big guy. Like, yeah, yeah. Dave Batista. Yeah. What is this character's name? Crack. Crack. Yeah, I, I was about like, to say Crack. Someone, we should have had Kronk running around. Yeah. That would have been great. If I was, like oh my god, I'd be Kronk in the Oasis. Yes. And then other people's avatars are literally just other characters from existing IP. Yeah, there's no we get so Chucky. Much. Yeah, they, let's let's rattle them off. Robocop, Iron Giant, like Alien, yeah. coming Martian. out of Goro from Mortal Kombat, like just there's, there's a Gundams, there's Halo guys. Yeah, you pause any shot. King Kong, but they, they don't really mean anything. They're just, They're just like. Walking just, about. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, I know no. that reference. That's not like, so the father of these types of movies is Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was great because they there was a story involving those characters. The thing that they should have done is like, I actually don't mind them being like fa- people's avatars. They can have all these things. Yeah. I didn't like when the, they weren't, because like the Iron Giant wasn't an avatar. That was just like a robot somebody made. Yeah. Like the big T-Rex and the King Kong and all of these other characters, they're kind of like, yeah, the NPCs that are there to attack things. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want the world to be like, I actually don't mind when the people have those characters. However, if the people have IP characters, what you would get is you'd get little Isabel from Animal Crossing, like running in there. Yeah. You know, you'd get like, well, it would have rolled because we see, and it would be great. Cause then we get to see her doing fighting and that'd be so cute. Well, we get this monologue <laughs> at the start. That, but like you get the IPs, but you change something about them. So I kind of wanted to see like, maybe like say um, that guy from Mortal Kombat, but with like a ponytail, like pigtails, like yeah. something like, like cute, mash like, it up like yeah. properly so or like just, Mario yeah, like, but he's like I'm not choking but I think leather. Mario yeah. isn't yeah. it's like Mario wouldn't be in this world because he's not cool enough to be in this world according to the like sort of thought of the design of the production yeah. design and I'm like actually if you're thinking actual internet space incongru- incongruity you want all of the things, all well, of the types of designs to be well, in It's space, why Into the Spider-Verse kind of works so well. You've got Spider-Ham and Spider-Man Noir and Yeah, stuff. it's not just cool universes. Yeah. It's also like wacky Odd, ones and weird ones. ones. It, that actually stretches the limits yeah. of what like different spaces could be. And when the Oasis is introduced, there's references of like Minecraft world and like yeah. this world and that world, but we never really Vacation see planet, oh, but we, yeah, don't. we don't. All we ever do yeah. is like we go to Planet Doom. That's it. Planet Doom is just like a big fighting area that's barren yeah. and sad. We so see Doom, Planet Doom. <laughs> First thought, 
Like, well, so the like, of Mount Doom. Is it like Doom the game? Is that what Doom looks like? The I've never like, played Doom. actually bring in those creatures, you know? Yeah. Or if it's um, Lord of the Rings, which isn't a video game, like... But they don't have, have to stuff. all be video games. Sure, sure. Because, like, they're not But, all... like, evoke it. Like, like, let's have, like, the Sauron, you know? Yeah. Whatever. Have and then in there. we see New York City. They're doing a race through New York City. And it just It's looks... a really drab New York City. We're not, yeah, like, right. you know, it's, like, New York City... It's not quite spring yet. It's like, well, like it's not quite started snowing, but it's kind of, you know, it's like the most sad time of New yeah. York. And the other environment <laughs> is The Shining, which is the one that we like the best. Yeah. Is... Oh, there's a nightclub as well. That's boring. Oh That's just God. like black and neon. There's the, a big Well, pit. the thing it about sucks. the nightclub is it had the potential to be like such a cool set piece, mm. but it's not. It's, not, it's, it's just looking so, just like, like it's blue. Just not it's interesting. It's Pandora, what, yeah. but not what as it, good. Well, what it becomes is all these people flying in the air, right? Which yeah. is kind of a weird myth recurring motif because the zombies are also flying in the air mm. and they and decide the, to the overlook a yeah. shining world yeah and they decide to have a little dance and he's like i love the 80s and he puts on the bgs um, staying, staying alive, alive. 77 yeah. yeah yeah not true. the 80s, not the 80s. Not the 80s. um it plays a little fast and loose with that stuff holy grail holy hand grenade um they never claim that it's about the 80s that's actually the problem is that it should be a wider range of pop culture the fact that it's, it's, like 90 percent of it is the 80s is the problem yeah yeah. And they have just a dance, um, and it's boring. It's so cheesy. I hate um, it. And also, it's just gonna, it's going to be a mix of bottles and bananas, mostly bananas, I think, in yeah. this episode. Like, there's he buys a suit, right, that allows you to feel, touch, and pain when in the game. And yeah. so she's, like, rubbing up against him, touching him all over. He's like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. And then, like, he gets hit in the side when they get his, like, these yeah people attack he gets shot in the side he's like ah and, and they're like why do they make this why yeah. do they make the suit that that lets you like later on ben Mendelssohn gets kicked in the balls yeah in the suit and he's like ah and i'm like why did they make a suit that kicks you in the balls why? like sure like if you want to feel a bit of pain and like, i imagine I it modulates like, oh we want but you to like, feel avoid the pleasure but you know, just like no one wants to feel pain in the crotch. If you want to simulate pain, that's what vibrating is for. Like, remember when you get hit and your controller yeah. vibrates? Yeah, that's exactly. what it is. We don't want to be like, we're going to actually put pain simulators <laughs> Or did they, did they put the crotch in there because it's like, you can also feel tight. Is it like a pleasure thing I think that's well? the intention is that it's supposed to be for like having sex in the in the world. Yeah. But like... Well, that wasn't even explored. Well, that not explored. <laughs> I don't PG. know. We're not going to explore it's that. It's a PG. This. I don't know. Um, though, in, if, if, if this make, was in real life, there would be people They make a little everywhere. reference to that. Like, you could go there and it seems like a like a a love motel situation yeah it's just this thing where yeah it's like you think about it for five seconds and you're like why would they do this because this we were Um, talking about multiverses right and this isn't a multiverse world but it's kind of in similar kind of terrain of like it's like avatar everything from everywhere you know can all come in and it feels so like limited and dull in its scope it's so boring i just feel like um the makers of this film uh, just don't know the magic of playing games, like yeah, yeah. Well, this is the strange thing. <laughs> Steven Spielberg has delivered films that have, feel very unique and personal and mm. like true. Like this feels the least Steven Spielberg Steven Spielberg film I've ever seen. I think yeah. like it just doesn't feel like it has any directorial thumbprints on it. Like, it's still competently shot. You can but tell But it feels like happening. just any journeyman, like, you know, director yeah, could have done I don't, this. So the thing about Steven Spielberg is he makes you want to care about his characters. And like, you don't care so, about yeah, these characters. Yeah, sometimes to a fault, because he gets into sappy toy yeah, right? at his worst. But I could not give a flying fuck about any of these guys. Yeah, what no. do we know about 
Parsifal Z. Parsifal slash Wade, our Wade. Third main guy. Wade Watts. He Watts. is an, an orphan. orphan. He's a jock. Sorry. So he's uh, a nerd. So he oh, yeah, he's a nerd. loves. He, he's a jock in nerd's pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> he loves the pop culture. Nerd's clothing. Of... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he loves. <laughs> Referencing nerd's pajamas. Nerd. The boy in nerd's the pajamas. Cat pajamas. Yeah, Cat's well, pajamas. Um. Anyway, he uh he loves the pop culture of the eighties. He loves it. Any worships all we know. Well, at this point, we haven't pop talked about Halliday yet. But the pop culture we'll of the eighties at this point is sixty years old. Yeah, so like, it's like a person right now who's like a real sixties guy, really yeah. into the Beatles. He's really into you know whatever. Like it's that sort of thing right now, but yeah. in twenty years, but so like it's the eighties, everybody. But okay, everybody in this is world obsessed is extremely with the 80s obsessed with the everybody in Oasis, I guess, because Halliday, yeah. the inventor, was obsessed. Because like. His when he was um, choosing suits for his like date with um, Artemis to go to the nightclub, he was referencing Prince. He was referencing Michael Jackson, Duran Duran. I'm like, okay, we get it. And then he does this big every monologue single, later on to prove that he's that he a real eighties guy. Is about eighties. Like when he and Artemis first meet, they basically quiz each other on their eighties knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> which like, worst date ever. Like, why are they? Why are they obsessed? Like, I'd understand, because near the end, right, mm. it's about the final key is about playing Adventure, which is this, like, um, one, one of, of the, the first games, video games. Yeah. Mm. And I'd understand throughout if it's about, like, worship of games and gaming. Yeah. That, that would, would be cool sense. if it's like okay, cool name. And that would be such a Spielberg take on it as well, like mm. yeah. reverence if it's about, for this like, art form. Yeah, about yeah. the art form of games. Because they're like, how like, many Call of Duties are there? One, da, 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 one da, da, of yeah. the best parts of the Fable Minds was like the filmmaking the cinema. parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and, because I don't think Steven Spielberg knows that much about video yeah. games, he can't really do that. Or the screenwriter as well. And also, like, yeah, the the book itself. But obviously, it's based on source material, so but, there's you only know, so much Spielberg can do. So you can shift it up, I guess. But especially when you're Steven Spielberg. But it is a pretty popular book that people that was pretty recent that people yeah. want to see it, it kind of but if it's better than the book I then i feel like yeah they don't mind as yeah and um, as, if especially if you're steven spielberg who's yeah. gonna say fuck steven you know I some mean, people will but like the, the 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 writer of the book who was a screenwriter on this film <laughs> he was um, yeah he co-wrote <sighs> co- the screenplay if the concept is about like being somebody else like getting using gaming to like be who you want to be like, that seems to be one of the core themes of it. <laughs> sort of, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, it's a theme. Yeah. Like, what's really the overall that? takeaway yeah. of this Yeah, because also nothing in this thing surprised me. You said the Lena Waithe thing, that was easy. But also just, like, the girl he falls in love with is just a hot girl in real life. Yeah. What are the chances, honestly? I know. Because he falls in love with her very quickly. Yeah. He says, I love you on a their lot. first day. And then, oh, yeah. oh my god, the girl, the person that I'm obsessed with in this game, turns out to be just as hot as me. Wow. And she lives chances. in the same city as me. She's yeah, right exactly. over here. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think they're trying, they do these like odd references to like the wider world with like the two of the side side kids where it's the like... what kids are they? Sorry, the side characters. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like, Toshiro like, and Zo, who is Sho. Yeah. And Daito. And it feels like, oh, shit. Well, I guess, like, we should reference other countries and, you know, cultures. cultures. Yeah. And, well, anime is a big influence. Let's represent some of that. Oh, my God. But also this thing is... Actually, another thing... Now I'm thinking about it. 
every single character that's in the friendship group is all in, so- in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. All yeah. of those people, even though one of them is, is that Chinese the and one of them exists? is Japanese. They did say it is the biggest city of the world at that point, but I'm also like, I'm like, lol. Also, but like, surely the assumption when, they, when they're trying to be like, oh, these are our friends from that speak other languages like mm. is that they are not are not from in the, Columbus in the well they're not in the place. same metropolitan like, area so as you like ravaged that yeah. they've just had to Everybody's huddle together there, but and yeah it here, doesn't make any sense here's a rant that's not really um, about the movie but I just get so like mad when like you know media just represents anime in in like other things and it's so basic it's just like bright colours mm. like weird kind of like Girls, like, yeah. it's yeah. it's very, like, like clearly you haven't watched like, any yeah. anime. Like, you just, like, pick out the most superficial things. It's just... They're like, oh, exa- big eyes. Or, like, exaggerated yeah. shapes. It's like, no, it's actually more than that. Yeah, yeah. it's a whole... Uh, Anyways. Yeah. But, yes, uh, speaking of that thing where it's just, like, they all live in the same city. That city looks interesting, but we didn't Much explore it. Much more than the... Actually, this is the thing. is like, the world of the game... Mm. As we've sort of said, there's kind of a limited imagination to it. It feels not that interesting yeah. in general. Also, Oasis, like, was that referencing the band? No, it's, no, re- it's, it's an oasis it's... from the outside world. Well, no. Sucks. <laughs> I didn't see um, any islands. But the... <laughs> oasis is a non-island. It's the green part in the middle of the desert. Yeah, well, I didn't see that either. <laughs> um, but the the outside world that we sort of see, he lives in the stacks, which is like this kind of hey, slum. Don't look back in anger. That's like <laughs> this slum that's like built on top of each other, and there's sort of tenements. Um, and we kind of see him like the very beginning of the film. We see him kind of like abseiling down through the towers, like yeah, going cool. from apartment to apartment, and there's yeah, like rules. people like putting their little window boxes of, of it's like plants out there. Future punk or something like you yeah, know, like... it's kind of like an interesting dystopic design. I yeah. was like, okay, this is interesting. That's cool. Um, That's cool. Like and that. yeah, and so I was kind of interested to see more about the outside world, it's but they like don't really. Minutes. They spend not that much time at all. When we do get into the outside world, because they're basically dresses like punks a little bit as well, like mm. you know, like basically weird. we just have like the end sequence where they're in a van and they've still got Wade inside the his his suit in the game Bottom. and they're trying to like navigate through traffic while the uh the bad guys vans are like ramming them I guess that's the, really the main sort of like section we see and like well the middle act is when he hangs out he go he joins the rebellion and meets the girl but what was the, the rebellion i don't know um now you say that i'm like he did join the rebellion and i don't remember like why that was important and what the, the high five. I guess it's the he, um I, the IOI, which is a CEO's company, yeah, they want is like to an find evil, the three evil to, because they want to, to be the ones that get to the own thing. the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they already control the world. Seems Possibly, like, yeah. See, that's the thing I didn't get that the world that they live in is so similar to Oasis. Look wise, that yeah. I didn't care. Yeah, you feel I was like, like this is... should be a stock. Yeah, because yeah, really I want to see what Oasis gives them in their lives. Like, I didn't get to, we didn't get to explore the the real world enough of, of Columbus that like, I didn't honestly, get to. Honestly, like, production in, design yeah. stuff, like, Don't Worry Darling, so much more oh interesting as a this visual, is, virtual reality. This is the like, another pro- pretty the shit problem, film. Because, like, we, we talked about Hook in the, in the great production design yeah. of yeah. that. 20 years 25 years later yeah yeah steven what's good like yeah. these sets are not giving i mean yeah. it's a it's a cool part of like virtual reality or like it's like this idea of escapism of like if you don't want to be in this 
world, yeah. then you go to somewhere that makes you feel comfortable. Yeah, so and alive. like the shining part, that was interesting. But yeah. the the actual the and this is a problem with I think a lot of the film for me is like it's so first thought. Like well, yeah. and and it assumes that everybody is this like has this mentality of a fifteen year old who just likes Call of Duty and these yeah. kind of well, fighting games. That's the problem with the book, probably. Yeah, yeah these yeah. AAA games. Like you see a mum fighting and she's like, I just got to kill these people, son. I can't do breakfast right now. And I'm like, but there's a fire in the kitchen. That yeah. She's ignoring. And I'm like, I feel like she'd like to be in an animal crossing world. Like, I mean, that's a stereotype. Well, that's a stereotype yeah. Sure. But, but like, like if, there would be some be people nice if it was that like want to just do tough guy. And like, he's sure. doing animal yeah. crossing. Yeah, 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 but the yeah. thing is like, we are some in, that, in that final <laughs> section. Everybody goes to fight. Like basically yeah. it's the entire world versus the corporate drones of the ceo yeah all fighting and it's like surely not everybody wants to go to the big fighting area and no. do some fighting you know some like people just some people would just to be go like to minecraft area and some people some are like buildings. i don't like, care like yeah. who owns the the, the, the video game i'm not going to be the one that owns yeah. it so i'm gonna just go and hang out where i yeah. am yeah and, and that's i mean sure that there could be stakes where he has to go around and persuade people like look like we need to band together or us, all of this is going to be destroyed, you know. But it's, I don't think it is. Like, I think it's him versus the status quo. Yeah. And the status quo is bad, but we don't really learn how bad it is because we never see any of the badness. We and just hear from characters being like, oh, my family's bankrupt. And you're like, that sucks. That sounds bad. But I, I wish we'd like yeah. seen some of the devastation. The, the, yeah. the stakes of it. Yeah. Don't, I don't care. Like that's a thing. And it's not a gl- like a clear drawing the line between what the CEO is doing, like how that company, yeah. how they're harvesting actions people. Are- so the CEO well, are they like what are well, they not, doing? Not, I mean, they've got a bunch of kids playing as these evil entities. Yeah, but so I'm the like Sixers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, how are they using them? Like. Why do you have to? Do you have to do that? And you get like food well, they're being or paid. Yeah, they, well, they're the, they're being far, so they're the ones they're just like building an army so. To get the the key, yeah, right. The, the, like the, they're the just minions. using manual labor. Yeah. yeah, they're just they're, they're minion employees. Yeah. yeah, And so we don't know like how the makeup of it actually works, and like why. And the same with the good guys; they would just all go like, yeah. "Oh yeah, let's <sighs> all just fight for it." Sweet. Like, there's See, no. I don't yeah. know why that's important know. to them. Like, just, what, I don't what? know why they care. Yeah, because it, it's all building towards an Easter egg that they don't know what it is, which I guess is fine. But it's like. Yeah, I don't know why but, everybody but knows sell, the Easter egg is going to be like the who gets to own egg. the yeah. sell the Easter egg. I want some anecdotes of what it could be from people, like what mm. they believe it's going to be. You know, because like. That's also, so, I'm like, why did we assume that the Easter egg would be you get to own the yeah, game? Like, exactly, I don't, I don't yeah. remember him saying that at the beginning. Because yeah. it could just be this false promise of people being like, oh, it's gonna be, let's like that um, well, settler mentality. That's like, what I was thinking. Be... It was, it was gonna be like this is me watching the film, being yeah. like, well, I assume the ending is gonna be the Easter egg is this really lovely little meeting that he has with the thing, and that's the end. That, that yeah. that's all you get. And of course, for him, he's like, that was the most meaningful thing. I got mm. to like meet my hero, and then for the CEO, he's like, what? That's it? Like, that's yeah. the only thing? But he thing? still gets to own because the game. Because that's what Easter eggs are like. That's yeah. what Easter eggs are like. Well, but I think he the... does. He, he gets to win. He gets to own the game at well, the end. It's the weird like, thing okay. where it's like, he's told, like, the thing about reality is it's real. And I think the takeaway is supposed to be, like, step away from your video games now and then. And oh, yes. Live. Yeah, that's the big lesson. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, let's see the addiction a little bit more to the game. Yeah. Also, like, he has a everybody. big red button that can shut down the whole game, but then nobody presses that. No. <laughs> Why do they even introduce that? Yeah. Destroy it. <laughs> Destroy it. Like throw it in the fire. Yeah. Frodo. If reality is the most important thing, then yeah. I don't know. 
I'm like, actually follow through. But also, like... Like, it's all made up. You can yeah. destroy Oasis. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <sighs> anything else that... Yeah, yeah and they could rebuild, like, socioeconomic. But instead, for him, he's like, reality's real. And he's hanging out with his girl. He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they haven't really explained, like, to what extent Oasis is the cause of the social problems versus yeah. the escape from the social problems. Like, why is everything so bad? Like, because this holiday... he's kind of briefly like, oh, the concert wars of the past. On, yeah, no, what was it? The the bandwidth wars or riots. <laughs> the revolution or something. Yeah, and it's like so. This holiday character played by Mark Rylance, who we should talk about, yeah, is modeled as like the Steve Jobs like he's the inventor innovator he invented yeah. it mm-hmm. and it's changed the game for ev- the, the game changed everything for everyone and um but yeah like how is it how does the society like work and why is it because we mm. see kids in schools watching videos I, yeah the world building is weak the guy for is me. Dead. it's yeah. very it's weak, weak. <laughs> it doesn't make sense yeah it's yeah. like they thought about the world building of a game but they yeah. didn't think about like the actual world but also just outside the game at all like, yeah you know, yeah um there was a few things that don't make sense organically like um but yeah so mark rylance is the inventor of yeah. the game and and uh, he uh, he talks like this he's very first of all uh, performance. A, a terrible performance razzy winning it's, performance it's from... pretty bad it's pretty bad i the first time i saw it i thought it was interesting choices this time around i'm like it's he's too in much. a different movie yeah yeah, yeah. it's like it's i think you said it was like a SNL. saturday night live performance and it it's is SNL. it's like he's doing a parody well, of somebody has anyone because... seen don't look up because i hear his character there yeah is also i saw pretty... yeah but i think similar. it kind of makes more sense in don't look up because it's a wacky zany film right mm. um and he is making the most choices out of everyone right but he's playing like this kind of like um corrupt ceo <laughs> oh. um but he's kind of eccentric right um so Whereas like, here everyone's so serious but the thing yeah. about it, even his like still shots he's got a slack jaw like even yeah. the choices that he makes yeah. as an actor is too much like and also kind of just like nerds already have this thing of being painted as like social <laughs> yeah, outcasts socially um socially awkward don't know any like and that's fine you could probably incorporate that into your character but he is doing like the broad kind of like um chitlin version of like <laughs> I feel of like that character. Yeah. I feel like it's if like I'm, offensive to nerds. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if I read this script, I'm like, okay, this is some bullshit. I need to do something that'll entertain myself, maybe. But I mean, it's Stick it doesn't. I think you just sweet for it, and like they were like, I don't know, yeah, cool. Yeah, sweet. Whereas it's like, I feel like Steven Spielberg didn't care that much about this film. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's part of my vibe is that he just didn't care that much. I don't understand. Maybe he got excited about it, but then... And then he actually, know, had, yeah. when he actually had to do it. He was like, oh, I don't yeah. know. He just kind of phoned it in. Well, like, yeah, I feel like the outside world is a lot more interesting than this, like, very, like, d- technically, like, It just looks dense. like any superhero film. But, it just yeah. looks like, it's bad, it's like big bright lights, push, push, push. And yeah. also just, like, the big fight sequence didn't care don't care don't like, know what's happening the everything like i didn't enjoy war horse but the cinematography was beautiful mm. yeah whereas i didn't get to see any beautiful shots here i watched war horse and i did care what those horses got yeah. up to i wanted the horses 
to live and what? I wanted them to survive. And I don't think it's just an animation thing with Spielberg. Cause... Also, the animation is ugly to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know yeah, it's yeah. 2018, but that's no, no, not... it's ugly. Because yeah. if you look at like Tintin, which I think is 2016, like that is. I think much. Better I felt than emotionally this. connected yeah. to so much better that than this. story, and there are action sequences that are really impressive. They're big, long oneers, which they're also mm. doing here, but. You, you care more about the character. Yeah, I just don't think it was a good fit for Steve. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't get the syrupy feeling. Yeah, there needs to be an emotional like. Because this is connection. also kind of a coming of age, but I don't know anything about this boy. I don't know anything about him. He's an really orphan. Get... Aren't we going to know a little bit about his backstory? Yeah. Like, yeah. We saw like a collage of him and seeing like Ro- Moro and his wife, who was like the other creator. And I was like, oh, are they his parents? No, no they were... never came up. How come you have pictures of them and not your fucking parents? He <laughs> lived with his aunt and his aunt's boyfriend who sucks. And mm-hmm. then he like, like, his house was getting blown up because the CEO wanted to kill him. And so yeah, he's calling dies. him being like oh don't like don't get out of the house get out of the house and then the whole thing explodes stacks like falls to the ground and he's like oh he at no point is he sad about his aunt dying no he should have dug through that rubble and Just held her, held her body corpse. like at yeah. no point like I don't even remember what the I next scene because, is. Well, the I next mean, scene is just like back in the game, but the, go get that key. Like, and then the line where he references that you killed my mom's sister is like it's so weirdly detached. You killed my aunt, mm, yeah, my but, aunt who's been my primary caregiver for most of we, my life. We can care for aunts. We care for Aunt May. Yeah, Spider Man. Yeah. We're not sitting here being like, oh, this is his uncle that died. It's just because yeah. we, like, <laughs> we didn't spend enough time important. with him. I mean, I like that we do get to the world fairly quickly, but we do need those character moments at the start of getting to know what yeah. this guy is about. Yeah, because otherwise, don't I don't care. give a fuck about him. Also, at if you all. get into Oasis right away. Then you're just giving us candy right at the start. It's like build it up, build it, yeah. build it up. Yeah, and then we can see the real world, or that the world of Oasis. And then we can be like, oh, actually, oh, let's it get back to the real world. Suck, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, give um... me that contrast. And it's like everything comes too easy. Yeah. Like it's just like, oh my god. Um, also, uh, yeah, what the fuck was Moro doing this entire time? I he thought they the were butler. both dead. So, so Moro is yeah, Simon the, Pig. He the was co-creator. playing. So there's a guy that we I thought was just us Jeeves. So like was like a Google. Yeah, he, yeah, 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 yeah. But I thought, I thought he well. was like an AI. But it turns out it was Simon Pig, the yeah. Steve Wozniak to uh, what's it called? Mark oh, Rylance's no. Steve Jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he was playing the robot butler the whole time. And what was he doing? He saw that this world was in disarray. He was a curator, so he just handles all right, of Halliday's affairs. Yeah. And I'm like, so you're not like worried that your yeah. invention has been taken over by this evil CEO? And that's kind of interesting, but we don't yeah. explore that in any way I whatsoever. think he's just, yeah, he's waiting for the the kid, like, what's his name? What's What? What? What's Wade. this dude name? Wade. Wade. Yeah. Wade to come along and figure it out because that's clearly where all the God. the the database <sighs> is where Halliday has hidden all the Easter eggs. Also, yeah. <laughs> the footages of them like in the eighties or whenever they created the the thing yeah. that were captured in the Ask Jeeves kind of world, hilarious. Yeah, like well, you, you <laughs> pointed out look old, you pointed like... out a funny thing, whereas. Three non-Americans playing dress-up. <laughs> so it's Simon Pegg, who's British. Mark Rylance, who's British. Today then, we're playing Silicon Valley. And then Ben Mendelsohn shows up. Turns out he was Australian. an intern, intern. for Halliday. <laughs> and, like, and Ben's Australian. And so they're all like, well, what do you think about this? You and know. there's no level of it de-aging that can make Ben Mendelsohn no! now no. look like an intern. I think he's, he was meant to look about... 
20 and he looked about <laughs> 35, 38. Yeah. Like, you know, you're like, this man is an old ass intern. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think they were still playing. I can't get over Mike Rylance's performance. Like, do you want to rank the, the Mark Rylance performances? Name the six. Okay, sure. In terms of like. I do really, I do enjoy his subtlety in um, British Spies. Okay, so that's your number one. And right. then I actually think his his choices in Don't Look Up work for the film that he was in. Okay, so that's two. Number three, I would go with Bones and All. Did not enjoy his performance, but it kind of... like He's I playing just, a weird cannibal. I really don't like this performance. Okay. Um, and this is the fourth. I don't think I've seen him in anything else. Yeah, I'm trying to think. We haven't seen the BFG yet, famously. No, no, Another Spielberg, no. Mark Rounds joint. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know if there's yeah. other ones we've seen. I yeah. just, I will commend him for making choices. He's not boring. No. I'll give him that. I think it's very much but... just working as a, like the way a theatre actor works, where yeah. you just throw stuff but, out and you yeah. expect the director to be like, okay, Mark, dial it back. Try, try because... this other thing. But Stephen is focused on the lenses. He's focused yeah. on the film directing. Because he does these things which I hate. You, so which he's also... just like, fine. Well, no, I think he's enamored with him in the a similar way that he's enamored with theatre writer yeah. Tony Kushner. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, yeah. you're so fascinating. This is so different yeah. from right, everything else. Right. Um, yeah, he does this thing which Jake Gyllenhaal, I hate when he does it. When he has tics which don't have anything to do with the character. Yeah. He just does a blinky <laughs> eye. I'm like, too much. Jake is absolutely a theater boy as well. Absolutely. Let's talk about someone else who's a little bit too much. I wasn't oh, yes. fully here for Olivia, Olivia Cook. So she's the main girl. She the was girlfriend. not cooking. She has some it line readings undercooked. in this which are wild. Yeah. The bits that she suddenly they're having like a romantic moment and then she's just like, oh, I figured it out. Like her whole like she fully face says, just like, oh, oh shit. shit. It's like, it's so big and, it's and ridiculous I, mean, I this is how i would be if i was playing this role you know yeah, like, but we're not being cast in steven spielberg's films James. exactly but i'm like <laughs> film acting is a precise art but she just it's just a little bit too big and voice mm. acting is also I, yeah. a very hard ask and most of this is voice acting yeah, sometimes, sometimes, animated people, sometimes yeah. i don't notice voice acting because they're competent and yeah. sometimes you're like oh that's good voice acting this is one of the times where i'm like Mm, you're no. doing too much for voice acting you're <laughs> yeah. punctuating everything like you're worried that you're not gonna that the mic is not gonna catch what you're saying mm. <laughs> and Stephen is usually very good with actors I would say like, but again I, I don't say. think he cared enough on this yeah I don't think he was he didn't have his hand on the rudder well I was thinking about our other two mixed bags Hook and um, uh, War Horse and both of them are very emotional films yeah and like I, those films have other problems, but the emotions are honestly really big part of it. I, the care are, that I saw, about, the most beautiful shot of this film for me was the shot of Mark Rylance's childhood like bedroom. That was the most beautiful set piece for me. Yeah. Mm. and I saw a lot of care in that room, and that probably like is where Steven's bag is, that yeah. inner child. Yeah. Um, but I didn't see that I'd in the rest that, of the movie. That moment, mm. and if you can accept Rylance's performance, what he's saying, I do not accept. Sure. Yeah, I do not accept. <laughs> it. Um, he's saying like I didn't feel at home with anybody else. Games gave me that place. That's quite a emotional point. And then the other emotional point I'd say is when. Um, Parzival Z finally figures out the final key where he's like oh th- this creator of this video game adventure like hid this easter egg and it's not about winning it's about playing playing and that like those are the two moments in this film where I'm like oh I'm like I'm starting to feel Familiar something things. real but, like, so it doesn't hit me that of, hard and in, but. but in terms of storytelling it's like 
both of those, yeah, if, if the moral of it's not about winning, it's about playing, that's not what the actual story of this film no, is yeah. telling you. It's, it's about winning because he wins. And deeply, yeah. deeply, deeply contradictory. In contradiction yeah, with it. He could lose yeah. the whatever war, yeah. but like he actually finds the Easter egg because he was playing the game. Yeah, like, it's yeah. this thing where you know? it's like, I don't know, like. Yeah, it feels like there are ideas that a better storyteller could take this sort of general concept and like make an interesting story out of it. But I think at its baseline, like as a, and I, know, I haven't read this book. Might go back to the source yeah. text, but like and also, you know, yeah. as a baseline script, it just doesn't know what it's doing oh. other than like this will be cool. cool. This will yeah. be cool. Speaking of the script. The dialogue sometimes is atrocious. atrocious. The uh, didacticism of some of the scenes where it didn't even need it. Maybe I get if you're like explaining gaming things, but there are things where it's just like, oh, his wife was actually dating him. And yeah. to, like, There'll be some stuff it. where they don't explain enough and other stuff where they're just like ex- over-explaining things. Well, there like, was they like, don't really understand what the audience will get. There was one where... Um, so apparently Mark Rylance was interested in this woman called um, Kira, Kira, um, who really Karen, yeah. who was actually Simon Pegg's wife later. Yeah. And so he went on a first um, Hol- Halliday went on a first date to the Distracted Globe, which uh, the no, they, they they didn't go to the Distracted Globe. They oh. went to see The Shining. Oh no, he built it, sorry, um, or something or other. And then um, what's the uh, the main lead uh, female characters called? Samantha. So Samantha was yeah, like art three miss. Yeah, she's like that's common knowledge. I'm like, oh sweet. <laughs> oh cool. Everyone knows that, right? Yeah. But the yeah. point of saying that it's common knowledge means that it's not like yeah, yeah. It means they don't have the them setting up Just... this exposition dump is like that's totally fine, right? Yeah. yeah. And you're like. No. There's easy ways of setting this up. Like yeah. mm. also, you just had a scene with Mark Rylance and Simon Pegg talking. You can set with it up her there. Dress. In that scene, because that could have been a real princess moment for her. Yeah, she was wearing you know? a, a red yeah, dress. You it, would was, like... it was pretty boring. And then he, he could be like waiting for her, looking for her in the the, the whole club. And then and he I'm sees... like, what was the other film that we saw where we were like waiting for somebody to come down in a oh, good dress? And it was uh, like, like, like a trapment. <laughs> She came down and we were like, oh, no. The <laughs> princess moment is important. It's okay? important. People need to work their princess moments it. in these films. Yeah. And then also... When he's packing out his outfit, he's doing big stuff, Purple Rain and yeah. a Bowie outfit. Thriller, yeah. Yeah, oh Duran no, Duran, it was Thriller, yeah. yeah. And um, and then he lands on the Duran Duran. No, no he lands on Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, Buckaroo Banzai. Is that a real thing? Yeah, no, know. it's a Buckaroo Banzai across the 30-something dimensions. It's like a, right. a weird, fun film. Um, Pop. But we've seen it. We've already seen it. I don't know, like... Just change your look, change your hair. Yeah, there should change. have been some. There's in the princess. Can you not change your avatar to something? We basically, changes punk. He gets punk. he yeah. gets the princess moment because we in, see him come in. Yeah, he should have had different hair, or something like you that. You know what would be great? What is if one of the avatars was just like a little dragon creature? It's so something that was totally non-humanoid, but then they still fell in love. Yeah, you know, because exactly, they're humans yeah. underneath it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, that's more interesting. Rather than like, oh, she was a hot looking girl also, and he was, was a hot looking honestly, boy. Honestly, Shrek was bolder with donkey, donkey falling in love yeah, with Dragon. Yeah. yeah. One of the best romances of the 20th century. Yeah, and we loved it. 21st. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they went back and did it in the 20th century. That's how much. Black and white silent uh, version of Shrek. Also, was H in love with him? Because he kept being like... I think so. I don't know. I don't think so, but was I, weird. some of the dialogue suggested that she might well, be. Well, so I want to point out the spelling of H and these other names. 
Well, it was A E C H. Yep. And then there was finale, which was if, if dash, dash in no, if apostrophe in A L E. Yeah. Uh, she wasn't even a character. She was just like the assistant of yeah. Ben Mendelsohn. And yeah. that was just her Christian name. <laughs> finale. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Honestly, in twenty forty five, probably. Um, very funny to me. I can't yeah. remember any of those, but um, Right. I think while. we've sort of coming to the end of this discussion. Yeah, um, I think so. It might be time for us to give our bags and biffs. Yeah, there's nothing else. I, uh, can I consult my list just quickly? Yeah. Yes. Um, all right, so... Okay, Schindler's List. <laughs> don't know about that. Um, the tracking shots, like, it has big oneers. They feel yeah. very empty. Um, Ty looks like a jock. Uh, Anorak final we talked about these businessmen's at oh the oldest intern we talked about that um kira is the rosebud yeah there's so many you said this during the film cast that this film references other better films yeah. that Citizen makes you just Kane, think like oh Rosebud you know what we could they, be watching they had a weird, the iron giant like, we could um, be watching the shining they had a weird um as you wish yeah. Yeah, yeah, which, which didn't is, make sense in no, context. But you know, like as a reference. Easter so egg, I'm like, but surely you knew that was a reference. Yeah, so why did very you? I don't know. Famous yeah. line. They have this recurring thing where it's about how much true geek stuff do you know? Do you know about John Hughes? Do you know about? Oh my god! Oh my we god! Love yeah, it's absolutely like yeah. yeah the, the the moral oh of it god. as a story is like the true heroes are the people that know the most, like that have the most pop cultural One knowledge. One of the sins of this film for me like, is the soundtrack, which is very eighty but also just like why you keep using the same songs one way or another can we ban can we ban the song I've had enough and honestly it wasn't even a caper usually when nah, it was one, just a time. one way or another they play it when someone's like stealing or getting away with shit yeah. because they're gonna getcha 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 but when did they play it was just like walking when, through the when was plaza when, when he won the first key. yeah, yeah right. when he and came and he fans... was a celebrity and they were like we're fans and we we're just like okay yeah and then he managed to evade the fans by wearing Clark Kent glasses <laughs> yeah the and Clark a Kent drag. suit yeah. um, okay so when Sam um, figures solves the shining puzzle um, and finds Kira. Um, there's a moment where she's about to go up towards her and it looks like they're going to dance or maybe kiss because it's kind of like you have to fulfill what Halliday didn't manage to do. And, you know, maybe a little bit of a queer moment there. And then they didn't. No. Mark Rylance's character shows up being like, great job, here's the key, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) They said no. No no to to Sappho. No No to to the the gays. No to the sapphic energy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, we just don't know these characters. Also, you guys said it was Barry Girl, and it was not Sarah Goldberg. Yeah, we thought it was. James convinced me (laughs) when he said it. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Okay, the password of Ben Mendelsohn's (laughs) character is called... This was kind of funny. Bossman69. B055... M A N sixty nine. Yeah, which funny. It's nobody joked. Nobody no, laughed. Acknowledged that was funny. It's not funny We're enough. Deadly serious. Oh my They're god. Like, and it's like, and this is why it doesn't feel like a Steven Spielberg film. It yeah. Needs- yeah. Jokes like, make me relate to the characters. Humans, when they do jokes, all, all their jokes are like Marvel jokes. Oh, all the yeah. jokes they but have in them are just like people good, being there being like, huh? But watch even, out. Like, not even as funny as Marvel jokes. I mean, Marvel actors, jokes are pretty bad. They're bad, but those actors try to sell it, and you're yeah. just like, people will laugh because, you know, 
they just feel like they didn't read the jokes. They're yeah, just saying it just feels like people just being being like, oh, like watch out. Oh. I feel like everyone was just trying to get. Did you guys? Did that just happen? Yeah. Um, why is the corporate suit Ben Mendelsohn moved at the end when he witnesses? <laughs> Does not make um, any sense. He's yeah, like they're like deal? he's about to shoot Wade, but yeah. he just doesn't. He and sees the instead, Easter egg in He his sees hands. him crying, and he's like. I moved oh. too. And we're like, okay. Sweet. You were going to murder this boy in cold Guys, blood. What stopped you? Reality is real. So that's reality is real. real. Reality is real. If you think about it, <laughs> reality, reality is, real. is Can't spell real. reality without real. Oh. Be real. <laughs> that's super true. All right. Oh bag God. and biff time. Let's do yeah. it. Bag. Or biff. I'm jumping in. It's a biff. It's bad. This sucked. I hated having to watch this. Uh, and I'm so glad it's done now. Wow. Cass come in. Hot. Hot. Yeah. Well, I'll come in now. Hmm. <laughs> it's a biff. Um, nothing about this really feels Spielbergian, which is why I go to see him. I go for those emotions. I go to get to know these characters. Yeah. Um, and he has made far better films. And it's fine. Like, I don't mind a mixed Spielberg film, but there was... Yeah, it just really didn't hold up. Um, I don't like empty references and the bits that felt it's so cheap yeah the bits that felt heartfelt felt contradictory to the story that we were watching and i was like just make a different story so i'm glad he's able Mm. to get in touch with himself make more fucked up stuff like the fablemans you know um it wasn't tony tony didn't write yeah Yeah. he needed tony imagine tony Tony adapting the script wait when did he link in because lincoln Lincoln, is 2019 Oh, sorry. Lincoln is not 2019. No, it's, it's not. James. Yeah, sorry. Okay, no. 2012. It's not. He had yeah. been working. He had so been working. And then he was friends. like, wow, we messed up. And Tony was like, I looked, I read the source material. I'm not going to be in on this one. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> he um, was not a gamer. I don't see. Here's the thing. Let My turn. Um, I don't see Tony Kushner sitting at home playing um, Halo. And neither do I see Steven Spielberg doing that. No. So yeah. it is not a good um, match of director and material. And Mm. that is my big problem with this film. This could have actually been a very interesting film. Uh, It is one of the lesser Spielbergs for me. Probably on par with War Horse for me. But but now, seeing this, I can kind of see the value of War Horse. Cass feels about this film, about how I I felt about about War Horse. Maybe maybe we do the full rankings. Absolutely. Um, It's so empty. It doesn't feel like Steve. Come back to us. And he has since. Yeah. With um, West Side Story and Fable the Fablemans. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't see him gaming. I wish he did. Uh, and also, yeah, very bottom of the barrel. Bottom three, along with War Horse, for me, in his filmography. And the worst Spielberg film to me, I consulted my letterbox. Nothing will be bottom of the barrel as the terminal for me. It's mm. bad. Wow. Um, I forgot Bridge of Spies is also Spielberg, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's good. Yeah. Written by so, the Coens. So we got one out of three, yeah. maybe, with Mark Rylum's yeah. collaboration. Um, well, I don't know. BFG, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We'll find but out. But you haven't made it official yet, so what oh, is your... Oh, <laughs> it's a B1FF for me. <laughs> I feel like the, my, my experience watching this film felt like walking into like a vintage... like comic book store or like an arcade kind of thing and like all of these like men in their 40s like looking at you judging you yeah that's what this felt like it felt so alienating maybe it's particularly 
like me as like a, know, that's true, a younger woman I, that does occasionally work in video so games. Af- I just felt like that after so I watched, much. <laughs> uh, after I watched the film, I had to like go to the Wikipedia to like have a read and I went to the books Wikipedia it was like when it first got released it was very well received but since like Gamergate and like a lot of the things that Mm. happened um, it's gotten like a much more negative reception because it only does really glorify um, this kind of infantilized version of gaming yeah. catering to like a single type of player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that gatekeepy thing of like, yeah. uh, how much Eddie stuff do you know? Well, I know just as much Eddie stuff as you. Okay. You're cool. Oh, yeah. You belong. You know the references. I know the references. Yeah. There's even a sequence <laughs> where the CEO, I mean, the big bad corporate guy is being fed the references so that he can trick wade anyway okay. anyway the winner is hook actually of yeah. The three. yeah i think for me it goes hook, it's, it got steadily War worse Horse, for me and yeah. i would Player agree One. i think um even though i had a more visceral reaction for warhorse like I just was <laughs> you not, were fully checked out i was just not ready for it yeah. and i think was seeing that got me more ready player one for this one <laughs> yeah we did we've already talked about our favorite spielberg eh? yeah i think so we did we did yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and where can you catch us if you can for our next episode you again. can catch us at vogelmorn hall on the <laughs> ah. 8th of july where we're going to be watching twilight with you so please come along oh my god a first time watch for me so that's gonna be interesting i know yeah. Matt's never seen it i know it is uh, we wanted to pick a big movie for our we did so if you haven't guessed it on mixed bag you don't know what the viewing experience is with the three of us oh yeah it'll be fun we do yeah. we do talk we do laugh we maybe we'll think up some drinking games maybe, not drinking games but like um popcorn fun, eating some games fun. Yeah, yeah some fun but uh we'd like to thank you for sticking with us we'll do this properly on the 100th but um you know, it's been uh, it's been a while. We've done this for a couple of years now, right? Several, more than a couple. We yeah. started Is this it? in 2019. <laughs> I mean, time marches yeah. on. Time marches on, James, and yeah. we're still here. And mixed bag is Honestly, still here. Been That's fun. good. Yeah, I I enjoy like there's a there's a specific feeling about watching like average films. There is something about, and I appreciate yeah. more broadly, you know, cinema. Now. I used to be really snobby, and I still am to a degree. I but, think it, it exercises your critical faculties, absolutely. I think, to be able to be like, yeah. you know, what is what is this saying? What and there's just message? some films that I would never watch that I'm just like, look at that. That's yeah. actually pretty good. And it's fun to tick things off like, I've finally seen blank, you know. Uh, and then also articulating those thoughts on the air. You know, like, I've been thinking we're, we're more fast-paced. We're, you know, we've gotten better over the oh, years. Yeah. I mean, I compiled a big list, by the way, which is on Letterboxd. Yeah. And I had to listen to some of those early um, <laughs> oh episodes. And they are... <laughs> There's some rough rough a doodle do yeah. <laughs> in the opening of this oh, podcast. Dear. But we've come so far, and um, we're excited to share our next 100 episodes with you. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, follow us on Mixed Bag Pod or Mixed Bag Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or email us at, mic, at, at mixedbagcontact at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show, do just let us know um, at a party or message us. Because, like, we basically welcome any pitches. As long as yeah. you can convince us that it is mixed, then we want to put you on the air. And we really enjoy guests. We don't do them as much as we could. And, yeah, I think that could be a... Uh, something that we do more for the next 100. You yeah, know. for sure. That's great. Yeah. But for now, that's, that's a wrap. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.